smoothie bar. And aisle after aisle of healthy supplements to keep you sharp as a centroid. In an organic grocery store that is just as smart. The Health Nut on Sheridan's 5th Street, where you will always leave feeling calculus. Tax planning is not just tax preparation. With the changes due to tax reform over the last few years, you need a tax planner to ensure you are getting the most value for your business. We offer advisory services customized to your needs to help maintain financial viability while achieving future goals. Come see us today. Parker Mellinger, focusing on where you're going, not where you've been. Are you feeling the squeeze of inflation? Then enter our gas and grocery grab on SheridanMedia.com. Hi, this is Ryan Franklin with ERA Carroll Realty, inviting you to enter once each day through February 2nd. On February 3rd, we'll have a random drawing where one lucky winner will get a $200 gift card to Albertsons and a $200 gift card to the Holiday Station stores. So good luck from all of us here at ERA Carroll Realty. We're more than just real estate. We're about family, friendship, and community. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Speedway, Sheridan Motorsports Association is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. You deserve to hear better and live well. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT Kraft from Evia Hearing and Sound. With recent developments in over-the-counter hearing aids, we want to make sure you are cared for and have the information you deserve. FDA-approved OTCs are designed for adults with mild to moderate hearing loss. But how do you know if you fall into this range? We understand and can accommodate your desire to purchase a simple solution, but want you to know how important provider care is for your outcome. Where will you go if something fails? Can you adjust your devices if your hearing loss changes? We have amplified hearing protection and basic OTC devices starting at $399, but we also fit prescriptive hearing aids tailored to your loss, which may ultimately serve you best, and that is our goal. Funding and financing options are available. Visit us at 1273 Coffeen Avenue, online at eviahearing.com, check our ad in the Country Bounty, or call 674-8920. That's 674-8920. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. I am joined this morning by the captain of the Sheridan Police Department, Tom Ringley, and Lieutenant James Hill. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, Floyd. Good morning. Uh, now, uh, if you are out there on the roads, folks, it is pretty slick. That snow has been compacted down, turned into ice. The 45-mile-per-hour speed limit signs that are up on the freeway, not really suggestions, folks. Uh, I would suggest that you go ahead and just uh, advise uh, to those, adhere to those, excuse me, and uh, take your time getting to where you need to be. It took me about an hour to get to work this morning from Buffalo. Uh, uh, Captain, how are things going on down at the department? Have you guys seen a lot of fender benders due to these icy conditions? Uh, 
things are really good at the department. Actually, we have a team training today. We're getting brought up today by one of the county attorneys on uh, child um, handling uh, investigations uh, with children, which is awesome on top of a few other topics. Um, so that's always a good day when we can work with other agencies. Um, as far as the IC roads go, yeah, the roads are slick. They're, they're no joke. Um, but as I always say, I'll make several points. You're not going to get anywhere faster at 35 than you would 25 here in Sheridan. So slow down a little bit. And also a strong advocate of using a lower gear on your vehicle if that's if that's doable. Yeah. Um, let, let the engine do the braking for you. So um, it, it's, a, it's a great way to mitigate the uh, skidding, which can happen to anybody. We, we recognize that. But overall, just slow down and take your time. When it comes to those fender benders, they always end up more expensive than what I would... I would, uh, you initially think, you know, something that looks like a $600 ding ends up being a $6,000. Yeah, our, our rule of thumb, if more than, even more than one panel is dinged, even then it's a $1,000. So <sighs> I, I mentioned $1,000 because that's the cutoff for the state accident report. Um, and when um, we have to be called. Yeah. Oh, so $1,000 of damage. The yeah. police have got to be there. Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Uh, below 1,000 people can exchange information. Um, insurance company, driver's license number, phone number, and address. But we, we still, we people, when in doubt, call us because almost any damage to a vehicle these days is going to be a thousand dollars. Yeah, if it's a newish vehicle. Yeah, and uh, there's not uh, a lot of old vehicles out on the road. That's one thing that I've noticed probably within the last decade. When you and I were growing up, there were cars from all. You know, uh, from yeah. all times on the roads. Nowadays, you don't really get the large uh, 1979 Ford Thunderbird boat or or things like that on on average anymore. Yeah, I mean, I mean in review, reviewing reports, seeing a, a vehicle that's even like an 05 is is, is pretty rare. Wow, um, really? And that, yeah, and that's not even 20 years yet. And that's that's this anecdotal. But you're right. You, we don't we don't see the old land boats cruising around anymore. Unless it's maybe really well maintained ones at the Cars Club, right? In yeah, July, but it's the regard, beautiful ones. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the classics. But as far as daily drivers know, everything's pretty new nowadays. It always kind of blows my mind. I don't realize that until I watch a movie that takes place in a different time period, and yep. I think, "Wow, I haven't seen a boat on the road in quite some time." Those things were built to last too. Uh, I mean, those were made of some serious metal. Uh, my mother had one of those uh, Ford Thunderbird boats. And that thing. It was incredibly uh, large. Now, I know we often talk about scams on this show. Um, I speak with law enforcement quite frequently regarding these scams because they are so detrimental. Uh, just last week, I spoke with the Sheridan County Sheriff's Office on a scam involving the blackmail and exploitation of young adults through social media. Uh, but that is blackmail and extortion. Uh, that's... What actually defines a scam, LT? If if I were to say I've been a victim of fraud, it's different than than a scam, correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, scam's not necessarily a legal term. Uh, it's just kind of a shorthand that we use to probably encompass any of these uh, impersonations, frauds, blackmails, probably any of these schemes that uh, somebody else engages in to try and get something from somebody else, right? Some sort of... Uh, I think scheme is what comes to my mind most, but uh, even the things that I think the sheriff's office was talking about would, would probably be a scammer, you know, as you think about it. But basically somebody's using some sort of deceit uh, to gain some sort of property from another person. Now, I know that there's a line somewhere in in the uh, 
fraud versus uh, something more scamish involving some sort of participation. As in, if you were to steal from me uh, by impersonating a company. I I think a fraud in in general is if I say I'm going to give you a good service for money and you don't get it. The scam to me is kind of like when you get that phone call, the solicitation where people ask for um, your personal identifying information, whether it's name, date of birth, social security number, address. So they, they, then they can pretend they're you and, and get goods and services um, fraudulently. So it, it's all a fraud. I mean, the word fraud is intertwined in, yeah. in it all, but that's probably the general, the, the general conception is about, about what the difference between the two is. But in actual fact, there, there's no difference. Yeah. So th- th- there is no difference between, say, like a, a theft, uh, you just take something out of my pocket, as opposed to uh, in a court of law, if we were sitting there and you said, well, I didn't take it from him. He gave it to me willingly. He just thought yeah. I was... Well, there, 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 there are different statutes that, that handle the, each scenario, but ultimately um, people are being deprived of property. Yeah. And when it comes to these scams, uh, how big of a problem is this throughout the nation itself? Uh, I just looked up the statistics for the last year and it was just under $7 billion that were reported in fraud according to the IC3, which is the Internet uh, Crime Complaint Center, which deals mostly with Internet crime. Uh, And so that doesn't include maybe some other person-to-person frauds. But in general, when we're talking about scams, I think that's what most people think is uh, telephone, you know, mobile devices and and, uh, Internet crime. And so... It's obviously taking a lot of money out of uh, people's uh, accounts. Just under seven billion dollars. Mm-hmm. My God, could you? And that's one year. Yeah. My God, that's that's an incredible amount of money. Um, when we look at demographics, uh, the scam that I just spoke with the sheriff's office regard to was uh, targeting younger adults through dating apps, through uh, social media platforms. And and basically catfishing, uh, a technique that has been used frequently, I think, since the dawn of the Internet, catfishing has been around. And, and if you don't know what catfishing is, essentially it's one person impersonating another uh, to gain trust, uh, to, to gain information. Uh, a lot of times it's, it's a f- usually used in regards to romantic relationships people get their heart broken over this all the time there's actually even a podcast that dedicates itself to going out and finding those individuals who have catfished others i wish they would dedicate themselves to try and find these scammers because these scammers use that technique to get money who are they targeting on the whole Uh, anybody who has money uh basically um i I don't think you know um i've given some tops talks at the hub and some other uh, places were uh, geared towards an older audience, but I don't think that the uh, scammers themselves are that particular. Um, they are just trying to find people who have money and ways to get it. Um, and I, I think uh, anybody of any age can be a victim of a scam because they usually throw out such a, a wide net, right? Yeah. When they use these um, call centers and use automatic dialers, they're just dialing every phone number in an area and, and, and trying to get somebody to answer and, and start their scam. <clears throat> it's not necessarily targeted. Um, and that's a real thing I think that a lot of people maybe not understanding about a lot of these internet scams and stuff is it is a 
organized criminal enterprise. It is not just like usually one person doing something as a lark. It is usually large organized organizations that have could be tens of people, hundreds of people doing this for them, routing the money. It's a oiled machine and it's basically a, a run like a business, even though it's a, a criminal enterprise. Yeah, which is really scary. Uh, I heard uh, back when I was still in the service, a lot of this money, believe it or not, goes to fund terrorist activities overseas. That That's what I've read as well. I mean, 20 years ago, the scam was some guy was banging on your door wanting to asphalt your driveway or something. Yeah. And he'd take a deposit and everyone's deposit and then skip town. Um, that's probably not, nowadays I wouldn't be seen as an efficient business model. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, as, as far in that as they can cast, they probably just need a very small percentage of people to take the bait. Um, and they're going to make a lot of money. And I, and I have read some, some writings to where it is being funneled into um, terrorist organizations. And so many of these activities are actually taking place overseas, uh, which makes it so hard for us to yeah. try and investigate. Anything. Yeah, I mean, they're usually one server removed from overseas. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're impossible for us to track. I mean, we don't know who to write a warrant to. Yeah. Um, and that's the value in, in, um, in utilizing IC3.gov, people that have the resources. Um, can uh, conduct those investigations, but even even then, the, the chances of of uh, catching these criminals are, are very very slim. Once the money's gone, it's generally gone. Let's talk about IC3.gov. Uh, what is that, and and how do we utilize it in situations where I feel scammed? It's a uh, official government clearinghouse for uh, reports and complaints. So we. Uh, will tell victims of a scam or a fraud or, or anything, even just an attempt, they can go on to ic3.gov and file a complaint there. And then all those complaints can aggregate. And once they get um, enough complaints, like maybe pointing to a certain website or technique or bank account, whatever, they can look at them uh, using federal law enforcement resources to then take action based on that. Obviously, um, in the city of Sheridan, we're not going to be able to go and arrest a suspect of running a criminal enterprise somewhere, you know, on another continent. That's not uh, what we're here for or, or something that we can do. However, the federal government can work with other governments and, and get that going, possibly. Um, it's not a great answer, but it's the most efficient answer and the thing that we have right now. You know, um, we we're talking about who who's targeted, who the victims are, and I've shared on this show more than once the two incidents that I experienced myself where somebody called me telling me that I had a, an old cable bill. Sure. And it's been since 2008, since I used any kind of satellite or cable service at all. And so I got to thinking to myself, you know, I'm pretty sure I paid everything off when I turned the box in, but maybe there was something I missed. And they had every address that I had lived at, it's which all, it's all public record. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to fall victim to that, especially as busy as we are these days. I mean, I've got a text saying your AT&T accounts in arrears call customer service, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, I know that's not true because I have auto deposits. My, my advice to people um, is if you're not sure, consult an attorney mm -hmm. because that couple hundred dollars you're going to spend for an hour is minimal compared to the, uh, the, the last 
the figure I have, which is several years old, is the average loss is $9,000. My gosh. Um, but you know whether or not you have a bill due. Pe people know. We don't yeah. need people to tell us. Um, and we certainly don't need people to tell us via text message or email because that's not the way companies, legit companies generally communicate um, their billing. And legit companies only accept usually uh, non-negotiable instruments like money. They don't yeah. accept um, uh, gift cards or, te or uh, temporary or one-time use visas or anything like that. But what, but if you're not sure, just ask someone, call, call us um, and we'll look into it. But you know, if you're afraid of legal action against you, get, get an attorney to look into it for you. Yeah, absolutely. Take those measures. All right. When we come back, we're going to get some tips from the Sheridan Police Department on protecting yourself from these scams. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Speedway, Sheridan Motorsports Association is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. This week on the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, we got breaking news. Sean Payton is set to become the next Broncos head coach through a deal with the Saints that includes some asset trading. We get into all the details of that, plus a recap of the Conference Championship Weekend in football. Then we get into the preposterous, disgusting moment that happened in golf this past weekend. That's right, T-Gate, ladies and gentlemen. We've got those topics and more on the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast on sharedomedia.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Does the idea of boarding your dog make you nervous? Bring your dog to the Country Pet Inn, where every day is like doggy day camp. Your dog will enjoy a nice room at the Bed and Biscuit or Barkingham Palace, and they'll enjoy 10 acres of outdoor area where they can play with their new canine friends. Country Pet Inn, where we take board out of boarding. Find out more at CountryPetIn.com and on Facebook. Country Pet Inn. Dogs love it, and so will you. <laughs> Wrap Plumbing and Heating can handle any job you have, big or small. From new construction to a pesky leaking toilet, the professionals at Wrap Plumbing and Heating are here to assist you. Drippy faucet? Sure. New shower hardware? No problem. Plumbing an entire new house? For sure. Logs that need snaked? Oh yeah. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has not met a job they can't handle. Too big a crap? Call Dan Rapp at 429-1196. Our winter window covering sale is on at Window Works and More in Nest Home and Holiday. Hi, this is Darlene, and we are offering 10 to 25% off on all types of window coverings, including Hunter Douglas, Graber, and all major brands. Draperies and top treatments and custom bed coverings are included in this great sale at 10% off. This winter window covering sale ends February 15th, so hurry in to take advantage of savings from 10 to 25% off. Window Works and More and Nest Home and Holiday at 1815 North Main Street. 
Street. Got a chip or need a windshield repaired? Hi, I'm Cindy Wolf. We invite you to stop down at Novus Auto Glass on North Main Street in Sheridan. Jim and I were both born and raised in Sheridan and are proud to continue to run Novus Auto Glass as a locally owned business. Novus Auto Glass has certified technicians to put your windshield concerns at ease. We strive for professional quality work. Novus provides a lifetime and national warranties on all installations. Come down to 347 North Main Street or give us a call at Novus Auto Glass 307-672-0139 for an appointment. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I'm speaking with the captain of the Sheridan Police Department, Tom Ringley and Lieutenant James Hill. Now, scams, unfortunately, have become a part of life, especially if you have a cell phone. It's nothing new. They were done by mail, then email, now texts, social media, and phone calls are the primary form of communication that these scammers have chosen to use. I myself uh, have been uh, uh, not a victim, uh, but uh, I've had them call me, and uh, they're, they're kind of fun to mess with as soon as you realize what's going on. Because I like to upset them. I need to speak with your manager. I try to move my way up the chain. Uh, Now, so what types of scams are we seeing the most here in Sheridan, LT? Uh, Are these scams where it's, I'm law enforcement, your nephew's in jail. If you don't send us $300 for his bail, who knows what's going to happen? Or is it something else? I think the the most recent ones that I'm aware of uh, goes back to something that the captain uh, referenced earlier. A lot of it has to do with bills or your account or something being um, some sort of problem with that, and it's starting there. Um, I've heard of people being told that their Amazon account or their you know Verizon account or whatever stuff like that. I think that's been uh, the most common I've been hearing about lately. Uh, some of them like the what we call the the. Um, grandchild scam with somebody in jail in a foreign country. And I haven't heard a lot of that recently. I think people are well aware of some of those more common, um, more elaborate type schemes. But uh, a lot of it, I think, is just beginning with there being some sort of problem in uh, doing it. Because to get someone to fall for a scam, you need to uh, create both a sense of trust between the person calling and the the victim, and then also a sense of urgency that something has to happen right now or or something worse is going to happen. And so some of these things, they use our bank accounts or things that are important to us to create that, uh, sense of urgency and, and making us make decisions. We wouldn't do isolated from the phone call. Nobody's going to, if I walked up to people on the street and said, are you going to send $500 in Apple gift cards to somebody you've never met to make sure your Amazon account is not hacked? Everybody's going to say no. Uh, however, there's in the midst of that phone call, we are uh, will make that bad decision. And Almost that, like that's it's a it sense happens. of panic that they're trying to correct. They're yeah. trying to get you to panic. Oh, oh my exactly. gosh, this could defraud me. This is you know I don't want my name going on a bad credit report because that's so important in this day and age. And so I create that sense of urgency. Stay on the phone with me. Take me into the bank with you and pay your bill. No company is going to do that. No, another one we used to see that the payment method's the same, though, is you never take gift cards to um, Wells Fargo to settle a debt. Um, it used to be someone would get a call, you have a warrant, and you're going to be arrested right now unless you go to the, this Wells Fargo um, desk 
and email us or sorry transfer this many um gift gift cards that's so much value in disc gift cards or money to this yeah. account that that's not how the legal system works yeah um we don't operate um through text and email and neither does the irs for that matter seeing as how tax season's coming up the irs will send you um sends us information on official letterhead they they don't text us or send us um emails so um it, it it's definitely a, a time for people to be careful what people can do is if you get a, a like a text from a number put that number into google or any other search engine and it will probably come up as being involved in a scam i, I do it all the time just out of curiosity my phone will identify potential scam calls yeah um but do, do, do your research you can research almost that these scams are common um because like lieutenant hill said they're they're they're, sh they're shooting out the mass quantities in the hopes that it's at least a small number take the bait um so um do your research and there's no like lieutenant said you don't have to act immediately on 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 anything really so re resist that urge um take your time do the research and just be cautious of stuff you never asked for in the first place yeah um, like a lottery that was a fairly common scam that i don't think we've seen as much of now it's like you've won three million dollars but the whatever triggered the reward system you need to send us ten thousand dollars <laughs> um and but it, these people these victims haven't haven't entered anything but they still send the money yeah and like we said once it's gone it's generally gone yeah there's there's in almost every single case uh well let's just say it this way i've never heard of anyone getting their money back right that that's the best i can say and whatever people do do not give out your personal identifying information because these companies if you did in fact have a true account they would already have it provided by you absolutely um they're, they're not going to lose and if they did claim to lose it then it's probably not someone you want to do business with anyway and you know i've never heard of a company now now i've called companies in the past to to pay a bill and they've said you know to verify who you are do me a favor and give me your birthday. Okay, I can do that. Because I called you. Yes. I've never had a company call me and say, to verify who you are, I need your social security number. To verify who you are, I need your birthday, your mother's maiden name. Those, those private information types of things. I don't think there's a company, most, especially now, that most, would use have, And it's a pain in the neck for me because I always forget them. They have PIN numbers. My, my car insurance company has a PIN number that even the uh, local cable company now, now has a four-digit PIN number you can use to identify yourself. Um, and that's something that you said. Um, yeah. So you, you know they're legit if, if they have it. But no one's, no, no legitimate business is going to ask you. They, they know not to ask you for this information because they know they're probably not going to get it. So, folks, there you go. Do not give any personal information out to someone who calls you. There's absolutely no reason to do that. It is not a practice used by companies. And I'll tell you what, if it is a practice being used by a legitimate company, then they need to change practices and procedures at that level. There, there are plenty of options, out, legitimate options for who we do business with. Um, real quick, the, the last one was uh, people were sending out receiving letters in regards to the city of Sheridan soliciting money to show their support for the Sheridan Police Department. That's a scam. We have more support from the community than we know what to do with. We're extremely grateful for it, and neither the city nor our department will solicit money. 
yeah for, for anything yeah now uh, how long has that one been going on that you know of um we just got notice of it last week this one's I, brand I, new i think so. i sent the media release out friday so yeah. it's probably thursday when when we heard about it and uh you know i feel maybe if someone has been scammed they're embarrassed yeah they're ashamed they don't want to talk about it maybe they don't even want people to know but I should still share that information with local law enforcement, yeah, shouldn't but, I? Yeah. And I think the best thing is to that ic3.gov, right? That's the website with people who can maybe do something about it. Uh, you don't have to talk to anybody. You don't have to file a report with people or see someone face-to-face. You can log on on the website, put it in there, and get the report done. Um, we will certainly be willing to take the, the police report and talk to, to people and, and help them go through it. Um, Having said that, we're not the most efficient or helpful, and so you should not feel pressure to have to come to the police department or the sheriff's office to report these scams. You can go to ic3.gov and put them in there. That's sufficient. If you want uh, more contact with the police department or you feel like you need a police report for whatever reason, we'll be happy to listen to you and take that report. But, or uh, if it's something completely new, uh, I, I would appreciate if it, yeah. if you reported it to uh, the sheriff's department or, excuse me, the sheriff's office or the police department that way. When we have conversations like this, you can share that with me and I can try and get it out as, as soon as possible because there's so many individuals around here there who, who end up getting scammed in, in this manner. And, and we're happy to get out ahead of everything. We're happy to make uh, presentations to any group that would like us to that would be great. Talk, yeah. talk, talk about scams. Um, they just have to contact myself or probably more appropriately, um, Lieutenant Hill at the police department. Um, ed- education is usually the best way to solve any problem, but this, this is a tough one just because it, it, it all evolves so quickly. Um, and, and it, like you said, it evolves so quickly. As soon as you guys figure out, okay, this is what they're doing. Let's counter it. Boom. I got something new. Yep. So, you know, I'm, if I'm making this amount of money, I'm going to pay a room full of guys to come up with different scams. So as soon as one ends, I can start the other one without skipping a beat. Um, and as you said, LT, these are organized crime syndicates. I mean, these are, uh, you know, these individuals have leadership. You know, this is a job to somebody possibly over in Bangladesh or, or a foreign country. I go to work every day and I scam these crazy Americans. It's quite easy. Yeah, a job or a uh, forced labor. There's yes. also times that yeah. very often the other person on the line may be a victim and they might be enslaved there. <laughs> Their family can be held prisoner. There, there's a lot of things going on that we are unaware of on the other end of the line. And um, beyond just a, uh, an employment type thing, it also could be a, you know, these are criminals. Um, they have no compunction about forcing people to, to do this and, and put them to work, for lack of a, a better way of doing it. Yeah. So it's a, people you do not want to be giving uh, your time or your money to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Captain, Lieutenant, thank you both for coming in and helping us uh, with these scams. Thank try you to try to keep ahead of them as much as we can. As soon as uh, the police department or the sheriff's office knows of one, they let me know, and I try to get it out there for you folks. And that is why we're talking about this so much. Seven billion dollars last year alone. All right, LT Captain, thank you again. Thank you. Be safe out there. All right, when we come back, we're going to speak with the Johnson County Commission Chair, Bill Novotny. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Share it.
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Speedway, Sheridan Motorsports Association is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. When the unexpected happens, you may wonder what's next. Champion Funeral Home can help you through this phase of life. They provide support and personal services while helping you create a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Champion Funeral Home has been locally owned and operated since 1911, providing compassion and care to Sheridan and Johnson County. Visit Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6329. Mandy Koltiska from Century 21 BHJ Realty brings you this pet of the week from the dog and cat shelter. If you're looking for a truly unique cat, Natalia is just the beauty for you. This girl is sassy and sweet, feisty and playful, and everything in between. She wants to explore and see the world, but cuddle up and be a sleepyhead when she's all through. She has a nickname around here, Mama Natalia, because this girl teaches kittens all they need to know. Come and meet this gorgeous beauty today. Wyoming Corporate Office is located at 30 North Gould Street in Sheridan, and they provide a myriad of services. What is a registered agent, you may ask? The real question is, what aren't they? Wyoming Corporate Office can assist you in forming your LLC or Wyoming-based corporation, provide mail forwarding service, and accept legal and financial documents, and so much more. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. Legacy Diamond and Gems is so thankful for your patronage in 2022, making it their most successful year ever. Striving for excellence at Legacy Diamond and Gems is always their top priority, and they are taking important steps this year to improve their overall efficiency and preparing for their complete store remodel. They are improving their service with new store hours, 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., Tuesday through Friday, and 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday. Close Sundays and Mondays, Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's shared in Buffalo in July. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. With the Wyoming legislature deep into session from Cheyenne, I am joined this morning by Johnson County Commission Chair Bill Novotny. Good morning, Chairman. Hey, good morning, Floyd. How you doing today? I'm doing really good. It was a little bit of a, a rough drive to work this morning. Uh, how are things looking outside the window in Cheyenne? You know, it is cold, and luckily the winds died down. But I, I hear you on the, the wicked drive. It's been really a bear to get in and out of Cheyenne. Uh, I always come home on the weekends because i got chores to do and, and stuff to take care of. But Man, it uh, this is we're really feeling winter this year. 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, I had a, a great guest on here yesterday who gave the classic farmer answer. We need the moisture. And that is always very, very true. But sometimes I can certainly do without the snow on the roads. Well, I, I agree with that. We need the moisture, but we don't need the wind, which is what I think's really been making it hard for you to get over to Sheridan to go to work and, and making it hard for everybody around the state. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, I heard about some closures down there, I-80. Uh, I had a friend share a photo on their Facebook, and it was absolutely just terrifying. I don't know how many cars were in that slight, uh, I don't know if we could call it a pileup, more like a massive fender bender, but I, it, just looking at it, it had to be at least 20 to 25. Yeah, it, it's just kind of scary when you get... Uh those kind of conditions, especially folks that don't slow down or, or pay attention to the road. But uh, that that's not what we're here to talk about. So what can <laughs> I tell you about the legislature? All right. First off, what do you know about the budget bill? And do you have any thoughts on that that you can share with us? Well, so at this point, Floyd, there's some real positive things in the budget uh, that are good for local government. They're good for cities, towns, and counties. Uh we're now at the point they've been through first reading, and so now the amendments are starting to fly, and that's uh, one of the things that we're really focused on is reading through all of the amendments that they're filed, and, and they're constantly updating the list of amendments as they're coming in uh, and just how those are going to impact our ability to provide services to people, uh, You know how they impact, whether it's mental health. Uh, there's even some stuff uh, in the budget dealing with property taxes, you know, one of the things that we're working really, really hard on is to find a long-term uh, funding source for WildLink. And WildLink is that inoperable, interoperable, uh, sometimes it's inoperable, but uh, it's that interoperable radio system that uh, those first responders rely on. And certainly those folks that would be out helping clean up uh, the interstate. Uh, and, and we think we finally got a, a long-term funding solution so that it doesn't impact school districts because they use it with the buses. Cities, towns, and counties use it, whether it's the fire department, EMS, uh, the sheriff's office, all of those. So um, some good things, and then also some things where you're seeing some cuts that could impact services. So we're, we're digging into all of those uh, amendments right now, trying to figure out how they impact uh, counties. Now, sir, mental health is a big issue this year at legislature. Um, are are we seeing that in the funding pushes for mental health programs? Uh, there's a lot of talk, but I'm looking for action. Are we seeing any? We are. And, you know, uh, there's obviously a lot of discussion about the uh, suicide uh, helpline. Uh, and we got to make sure that we get that fully funded so that it's staffed. So when people are in crisis, uh, you know, we're looking at maybe there's going to be some additional money available through the budget that can help uh, our community mental health. Obviously, you know, we really want to see that uh, crisis stabilization unit get built in Sheridan. That's going to be so important for not only Johnson County, but Sheridan County as well. So uh, I am hopeful that, that we're seeing that it's not just talk, that we're actually going to see some, some positive steps. You know, as we discovered uh, with the pandemic, uh, just how important community mental health services are now when it comes to that wild link service 
<clears throat> which in my opinion is linked uh, to health service uh, provided by the state. Why does that cost so much money every year? What is it about Wyoming that is so hard to fund? Well, when you look at just the, the basic build out of the technology that is involved, it, it, it's highly complicated. And uh, building towers around the state is incredibly expensive. And so you have to find the location. If it's on private property, then you've got to negotiate with the landowner. Uh, and then usually there's tower rental involved with that. Uh, hopefully, a lot of those can get cited on property that either the county, the state, uh, or, or even sometimes the federal government. Although sometimes when you're dealing with the federal government and trying to put up a, a communications tower, that is uh, cumbersome because they have to go through NEPA and permitting process. So uh, plus radios get uh, outdated, radios get broken, uh, repeaters, uh, those are so critical as part of the system. So there's just uh, there's the fixed cost of, of the system, and then there's just that uh, upkeep, and then just trying to build it out and, and filling in those holes in the system where there isn't coverage. You know, we got a situation right now that if um, you're inside a building in the town of KC, uh, the Wildlink uh, radio doesn't connect, and so whether we need to get a tower down there or just exactly what we need to do so that we can make sure that our first responders have the resources they need. Absolutely. And I, I can see that now, just the cost of getting this system completely set up. But this system has been operable in Wyoming for about how many years, if, if you can remember? You know, this really came about after September 11th when there was a real push uh, that we needed to be more prepared for disasters. And so there, uh, a federal mandate came down and, and the system started to get built out. At that point, when it came down, there was some federal money that came with it. Obviously, that federal money is now dried up and it's on the users. Uh, and the biggest user actually is, is the state, which is why we really want to see this moved into the state's standard operating budget because it really is their system we're just a part of it. Yeah. Now, when it comes to uh, uh, direct distributions, I had a conversation with uh, Senator Dave Kinsky, who told me that there were no discussions into dipping into direct distributions. That might not be an issue this year, but I have heard through other channels that there may have been thoughts, not so much discussions at the time, but thoughts by a few to increase those direct distributions while we have the funds. Is this something that you have heard in whispered conversations around the hallways? Well, you know, the, in the supplemental budget, the, the governor did ask for additional money for cities, towns, and counties, and uh, that request was uh, initially cut in half. Uh, and so there is a direct distribution bill that's working its way through um, that, you know, we'll work very hard. But yes, I, I think there's a realization. And, you know, we are so fortunate to have Senator Kinski at the helm of the Appropriations Committee. He gets local government. He was a mayor. He understands how uh, hard it is to deliver services and how we really have to stretch every penny. And so he's always been a good friend to us and a good one to work with when it comes to direct distribution. So, you know, I'm hopeful that once 
the dust settles and the budget makes it to the governor uh, that you will see uh, some additional uh, one-time money available uh, and that also then that traditional source of direct distribution um, that comes through the biennium that we continue to see that and you know that direct distribution started when the legislature repealed the grocery tax and um, when you take away sales tax revenue from cities towns and counties you don't take away any of the responsibilities that we have you've just taken away our revenue stream and so that was meant to backfill uh, that lost revenue so uh, we we always like to see when the legislature supports direct distribution. Now, when it comes to uh, direct distribution going to these small communities, I know that uh, KC's got uh, very few avenues that they can uh, generate revenue from in regards to sales tax. If they get this big boost, how do you think KC uh, would use those funds in the, in the near future? Uh, are there any big projects going on down there? Could they throw it at something like the Wild Link, or are they even allowed to participate in something like that? Well, and so what, what's interesting about KC, and maybe not a lot of people realize it, KC doesn't have uh, a police force. They actually contract with the sheriff's office for law enforcement. Uh, there isn't a, a KC uh, local volunteer fire department. There's actually the countywide, uh, it's the Powder River Fire District, so they contract with them to provide fire services. You know, in Buffalo, we've got the Buffalo Volunteer Fire Department, and then you also have County Fire. So their uh, relationship to uh, first responders are a little bit different because they contract for services. But if you look at, at Casey, and, and they've got a great mayor and a great town council down there, it's so good to see Tommy Knapp uh, back and involved uh, on the council down there. But th- they have water issues. Uh, they have aging infrastructure down there. They have roads. You know, one of the best things that was done with the consensus money uh, that was received several years ago was that they paved all the streets in the town of KC, which made a a wonderful improvement to that community. But now we're getting to the point in the life of that pavement that there's a lot of maintenance coming up. So any of those dollars that can be there uh, for KC to address the needs that they have are just so critical. Absolutely. And a a lot of small communities throughout the state of Wyoming really depend on those direct distributions to get these types of projects finished and to get some things done that they can't generally do on their own. And so, uh, you know, I just hope that lawmakers going forward in the future uh, understand that and they see that. Uh, And as you said, so many of them before have served in a local government. They should really understand how tough that could be. Uh, on a council of, of a small municipality here within the state. Now, outside of the budget, sir, which bills have you been watching closely and why this year? Well, the biggest thing that, that we've been watching uh, is property tax reform. And there are uh, just a, a ton of different bills. There's a ton of different ideas. And what we need to look at uh, when we're talking about property tax reform is what can we do immediately, and then what is more long-term? Because some of the ideas that are being batted around there uh, could involve uh, an amendment to the Constitution, and that can't happen uh, until the next general election. So that pushes that out there. Um, but there's a property tax relief program that's already on the books, uh, and so we're fighting to make sure that that's fully funded. There's a couple uh, of amendments 
that could happen to that program through a couple of bills that are moving through to make it uh, easier for people to access that program. You know, there's a senior uh, tax credit uh, program that's on the books that has never been funded. So th there are tools already in the toolbox that we can use to get immediate relief to homeowners. I get it. My property taxes went up 36 percent. I, I, I feel everybody's pain. Um, so that that really is what we want to see. But realizing that once you start to tinker with property tax formulas, it has an impact on schools. It has an impact on city and county government. It has an impact on special districts. So whether it's the hospital, the ambulance, or the fire department, because they receive property taxes. And so any of those things that we've got to make sure that if you're going to take away from those entities that we find a way to backfill them, because again, delivering those services that, that people are dependent upon uh, doesn't get any cheaper. Uh, we're filling inflation too. You know, it, it costs a lot of money to fill up that uh, snowplow uh, and, and get it out there. Uh, so um, we're dealing with it just like everybody in their household budget is dealing with the impacts of inflation. And it's not in the regards to, say, like uh, government growing. It's in regards to just maintaining what we have. It really is. And, but, you know, Chunks County has been under a, a hiring freeze. Uh, since 2015, we've reduced the number of people that work for the county. We've combined departments. We, we're doing everything that we can to be efficient and to operate as close to uh, a business model as you can. But but some things uh, you you just can't treat them like that. And whether it's helping people that are in a mental health crisis through uh, Title uh, 25 or, or just all of these situations where we have services or there are things that the state government has told the county that we have to do. Uh, and, and so we have to figure out how to pay for those things. Absolutely. Now, I've only got about uh, one minute left, sir, uh, uh, getting close on time. But what will be the next issue you work on once you return from the legislature? There uh, is big things in motion out at Lake DeSmit, and uh, we're going to hopefully be able to secure a piece of property on the north end of the lake, uh, add a boat ramp, uh, a bathroom down there, some parking uh, through a partnership with the Wyoming Game and Fish. I know people love to recreate out there, uh, and we know that we got to offer more ways to get your boat onto the lake. So uh, that's I'm working on that right now, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks, uh, that'll be all pulled together. All right, sir. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE. First Federal Bank and FM. Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Speedway, Sheridan Motorsports Association is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Once again, the Wild Theater brings Western matinees back to the big screen. 2 p.m., the Wild features a hand-picked classic Western with a celebrity host. This Sunday, we have the final classic Western hosted by Aaron Linden. It's Dodge City, starring Errol Flynn. 
the Civil War is over. Armies disbanded. The building of the West begins, and in 1872, the city of Dodge City is ruled by violence and shootings, only made worse by the railroad coming to town. The dispute between the future and the past plays out in an epic race between the train and the stagecoach. Dodge City features one of the greatest saloon fights in any Western movie. A new sheriff's in town, and all that wahooing is ordered to halt. Classic Western, sponsored by Jeff Ware and Carmel Timmons, Jim and Angie Navarro, The Neil Ranch, Letterbuck Car Wash, Christine Gemp Love Foundation, True Built Builder, Mickey and Kathy McNichol, Vacutech, Gene and Vicki Sterling, and John and Helen Hisley Family Foundation. Did you know the Country Bounty is online at ShedaMedia.com? That's right. You always have access to the Country Bounty. The print version of the Bounty is still delivered to homes and businesses in Sheridan County and Buffalo. But you can also view it from your phone, tablet, or computer simply by going to ShedaMedia.com or CountryBounty.com. You'll be able to scroll through the entire publication. Click on inserts and more. Try it out. ShedaMedia.com or CountryBounty.com. It's in the palm of your hand. The Country Bounty. Find Atlas Chiropractic at their new location, 41 East Burkett. They're still offering the same great service to all new and existing patients. If you have aches and pains or debilitating back or shoulder conditions, call Dr. Colin Hardy, 672-6000. He can alleviate your pain, reduce your physical stress, and boost and maintain your immune system function. With each adjustment, your central nervous system is supported and strengthened. Call Dr. Hardy, 672-6000. Schedule your appointment with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic, now at 41 East Burkett. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. 103.7 FM is News Talk 930, KROE, Sheridan.